Welcome to the Mindset for Life podcast. This is Bethany, your coach from drbcoach.com, coaching with power, purpose, and practical tools to help you show up with confidence. This is Bethany Hansen. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm very happy to be with you on the Mindset for Life podcast. Here we talk about things that help your life, your relationships, or your work be just a little bit better every day. There's something I really like to think about every day, and that is this idea that all things are possible. They might just not be possible right now. It might take a little longer than we think but good things are always coming to us. Now, today's topic is how we can be fearless about approaching difficult conversations. I don't know about you, but I remember my younger self used to be very afraid of talking to someone who I thought would be difficult. I can remember my heart would beat really hard. I would be like a lot of ideas flooding my brain. So I guess I would be in sort of a whirlwind of thought. And I would have all these unclear ideas, like I wasn't really sure, did I need to please the other person? Did I need to please my boss? Did I need to follow a guideline? Was there a right answer somewhere out there about how to have the conversation? I actually thought when I was a younger person, like there was a right way to do tough conversations. Have you ever thought any of these things? Now, over time, I learned a lot of things in some of my roles as an educator and a manager and a leader and in my coaching life as well. I've learned a lot about how it actually doesn't really matter exactly how the conversation unfolds. And it doesn't really matter if we even have the right answers or maybe there's not even a right answer to be found. But what does matter is how we appear um, I shouldn't say appear. I want to use a coachy phrase, so forgive me for this, but how we show up. I, I like to call this our way of being. So the kind of person we are, how at ease we are with ourselves, how authentic we can be, and how relaxed. All of those things, if we can be all of that in a difficult conversation, that's a win, right? Um, how many times have you had a conversation with somebody who was sort of looking off into the middle distance and not looking at you? Maybe they're even turning their head a lot and noticing other things, other people, like they're really, their eyes are doing something else, but they're acting like they're in this conversation with you and yet they appear physically to be totally distracted. How does it make you feel? Well, that kind of a listener, is a person who's saying one thing and doing another. They're saying they're with you. They're saying they're paying attention. But what they're really doing is thinking about something else and looking at something else. It's incongruent. And whenever we see incongruence in another person, it's unsettling. So one of the things that I now think when I approach a difficult conversation, and I want to just encourage you in this area too, is to be fully congruent with yourself. We can imagine the person, let's just say it's a virtual call and we're on an internet video with somebody and we're having the conversation online. If we're looking towards the camera and we're very still with our bodies, 
and we're listening and not interrupting the other person, and we allow their statements to stop completely before we speak. Then we're going to have at least a pretty good rhythm to that conversation, and we're also going to be able to attend to the call with our faces and our eyes and our, our minds. If we're doing something else during the conversation, like looking across the room, looking out the window, looking at our cell phone, maybe scrolling through our texts while we're listening, or maybe we're even typing something while we're sort of listening to them. The other person can see all of that happening, just like they can when we're face-to-face. And we're giving off this message that either we don't want to talk to them or we're just distracted, like we're not really fully listening. I don't know about you, but when I do that, the truth is I'm not able to fully listen. I miss part of the conversation. So my personal goal has become full presence in a conversation with other people. I have to make sure that I'm prepared before the conversation even begins by pausing everything that I'm doing and giving that full attention to that person. In the world we live in today, fast-paced, so much going on, lots of pressure, it can be really hard to do that, right? One of the things I like to do if my mind is swimming with thoughts and there's just a lot in my head going into a conversation, especially if I really need to be focused, I will write down all the thoughts that I'm having on a piece of paper and then just set it aside. That's going to capture all those running thoughts so I don't have to be thinking halfway about those things and sort of ignoring the person I'm actually trying to talk to or listen to. I hope this helps you when you're headed towards a conversation that matters to you or especially one that's going to be challenging. So the first thought I want to share with you today is be fully present and allow your body and your face and your eye contact and your mind to be aligned in a way that conveys that you are congruent, you are fully present, and you are all about being with that other person for the short time that you're together. Another thing that's kind of the flip side of this idea is using those same ideas in your mind, you can intentionally notice where the other person is. Are they congruent? Is their body and and their mouth, are these all speaking the same message? Or are you seeing and hearing two different things? If you notice something like that, it may not really be appropriate to call the other person out on it. It might be worth just noting and jotting down and observing what uncomfortable feelings you might have as a result of their inconsistency or their incongruence and just writing down a note or two about that. If it comes up again and again every time you're speaking with this person, you might find that that person isn't really being honest with you or maybe they don't really want to talk to you. It could be that something about what you have to say or what you want to talk about is upsetting them or bothering them. That might be a little signal. Maybe we should back off a little bit and ask a few more open-ended questions and really learn what is their perspective? What is their experience? How are they experiencing me right now? That's one of the questions I've asked a lot more in recent years. How is that other person experiencing me right now in this moment? Um, Without asking ourselves that question, we might be talking way too much, too fast, too intensely, or we might be lecturing. 
if we're teachers, a lot of times we get into lecture mode and we just keep talking and we don't pause to let the other person think or respond. So if those kinds of things are happening on your end, it might be worth checking in to see if maybe one of the reasons the other person is checking out is how we're showing up in that conversation, our general way of being. So that's one thing. And of course, observing the other person's way of being as well. The second thing is to really listen in the conversation itself for the hidden message in what that other person is saying. Everyone has the message they're conveying explicitly, the words they're saying and the topic they're talking about that is clear in the conversation. And sometimes there's another message that's underneath that that's less clear. Like a person might be hinting around about something else and not really saying it. Or they might talk about a subject and intentionally leave part of it out. Like there's something they're not saying. And sometimes we don't even notice, like they consciously avoided this topic. But if we can really listen, like what exactly is being said? What matters to that person? And notice what isn't really being said here. What are we not talking about that seems to be important? like that we should be talking about. And uh, sometimes, I, as I mentioned before, it can be really tempting to call it out and ask the person why they're not talking about this or what, what bothers them about it. But a lot of times that's not really appropriate. The other person is not bringing it up because there's a reason. It could be that they don't feel comfortable with us or maybe they don't feel safe sharing it. Maybe it's a really private topic. It could be that they are afraid of something or ashamed of something. And so if we call that out directly, we're going to make that worse. Noticing those things and just writing them down, making a little note about it and pondering on it, considering it and coming back later to the idea is going to really help. So those are a couple of thoughts about difficult conversations that we may have with other people. Another thing is I really like to put this one out there a lot. And I want to encourage you because I know you put your best self out there. You're trying really hard to solve problems and to build relationships and to lead your best way ever. But sometimes we don't really notice what's happening. Like we're so focused on the task or the topic. We're not noticing that other human being is just really having a hard time. Um, a lot of times when we have a difficult conversation, there is so much fear in the heart of the other person. They might even be just nervous or afraid of us or feel like something we're going to say or do is going to threaten them. And that person, in response to their own thoughts about the conversation, they might come back really aggressively or really assertively or really blunt. And it can be offensive to us if we're, if we're not aware that there could be fear underneath all that. Um, and so this last idea is take, about taking it personally. If you find yourself taking another person's attitude or behavior or comments personally, and you start to feel resistant towards them, like you're like getting a tightness in your chest or you're starting to talk faster and your eyebrows are getting more and more tense and narrowed and your face is feeling tense. Maybe your jaw is tightening up and you're starting to 
catalog all the thoughts you want to give them and explain and all of that, that might be you resisting how that other person is presenting themselves. If it really is fear underneath all they're saying, and and we can't know this, but let's just assume it is, right? Like there's something that is being threatened that the other person really cares about. If we just assume that, it's a lot easier to stop taking it personally ourselves. Anything that's aggressive or offensive that the other person is dishing out towards us in a tough conversation is rarely about us. Even if the person is calling us by name, specifically talking about something we did, it's usually about them. Even personal character attacks are saying something about the person who's making that attack. So these three things I want to share with you today have been on my mind a lot about having conversations with challenging people or in situations with challenging people. We can notice the incongruence in ourselves and fix that. We can notice that incongruence in other people and really get clear on it and and notice patterns and messages about what's being said and what's not being said. Um, And then this last point I just made about not taking it personally. Someone I really respect in my church community taught a class one night about Q-tip. You know, Q-tips are those little things that people use to clean their computer keyboards or maybe clean the wax out of their ears. And Q-tip stands for quit taking it personally. And that little piece of advice could go with us to any tough conversation, whether it's to a difficult parent, a boss, a colleague, a student we're teaching, a coworker, a family member, or a neighbor. It doesn't really matter. Whatever it is, if we can make it a rule not to take anything they say or do personally, we are going to learn so much from that other person. And we're going to come off better because we'll learn something and we'll make the best of a tough situation. We're also going to be able to relax more, stay calm, and start to see what's really going on when we're not all about ourselves. I know um, it's really hard, right? It's very difficult when you have some things you want to say and you're not really sure how to approach it with somebody that you think is not going to listen to you or not going to give you the attention you deserve. But if you start out by thinking about how you can relax, focus on them, what they are saying, what they're not saying, and really become more of a learner in that conversation, it's going to go a lot better and you'll be in a place to reflect on it and come back and follow up later with some even more thoughtful and intentional ideas. Well, thanks for being here with me on the Mindset for Life podcast. If you like anything you've heard today, if this has helped you even a little bit, please share this podcast with a friend or a colleague and definitely subscribe so we can meet up again next week. Thank you and have a wonderful week being the best version of you.